Welcome to the Saving Lives Podcast. The topic for this discussion today is based on this article that was published just a couple days ago in the medical journal Critical Care, which is a high impact factor critical care journal on a free for you to download article that's titled Tracheostomy Timing and Clinical Outcomes in Ventilated COVID-19 Patients, a Systematic Review and Meta-Analysis. This paper popped up the other day in my inbox and I looked at it with a significant amount of curiosity because that's a serious question that I have in my practice as to when to perform a tracheostomy on the patient. And again, I don't perform tracheostomies myself. I do ask my colleagues and ENT colleagues to go ahead and do these procedures for me. Now, there's nothing I want more in my patients who are mechanical ventilation due to COVID than to be well enough to not even need a tracheostomy. This means that the patient is getting better and the potential of extubation before that theoretical 14-day threshold exists, which we all have in our heads. Those of us who have practiced in the real world know that it's a rare occurrence for a patient to be extubated before day 14. It has happened. We have taken care of a good amount of patients who have been able to be extubated while even needing the discussion of a tracheostomy. Although, to be quite frank, I introduced the topic of tracheostomy pretty much immediately to my patients as well as their families before even being intubated, simply so that they have their expectations in line, so to speak. And if you want to learn more about this, I'm going to actually link my article on expectations for patients and families who have COVID-19 and are hospitalized in the intensive care unit because I've received a good amount of feedback stating that it has been beneficial for understanding what being in the ICU with COVID actually entails. If we have a patient who is on mechanical ventilation for a number of days, and again, the usual threshold is 14 days before we actually do the intubation, excuse me, not the intubation, the tracheostomy, the next target is to get them stable enough so that they can have a tracheostomy performed. The reason why we want to go ahead and actually perform the tracheostomy is that is that it allows us to lighten up the sedation on the patient, as well as perform physical therapy, as well as occupational therapy on these patients so that they don't get this critical illness, polymyopathy and weakness and such that we unfortunately see so commonly in our patients with COVID-19. You know, especially after they are immobile for such prolonged periods of time, also receive steroids and such, which contribute to their underlying weakness. So in my practice, a tracheostomy is performed as soon as it is safe by the operator, by the person who's actually going to be performing the procedure. Uh, at the different institutions where I've worked, this usually entails having a PEEP of around 8 and an FiO2 of 60% or less. Different people have different strategies. Um, when I initially posted this article on Instagram, somebody came back to me and states that they had a, a physician who was able to perform tracheostomies on patients who are on 14 of PEEP which is fantastic in my opinion. I love to learn about that. I'm not the one who does that procedure, but to know that there are people out there who have the fortitude to go ahead and perform the procedure. Because again, if something goes wrong, you need some wiggle room in order to be able to save the patient's life. You do not want the patient to deteriorate and potentially die while doing a procedure that at the end of the day is not 100% absolutely necessary at that time. Now, a quick word from our sponsor.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for putting up with the ad. Unfortunately, it's needed to keep the lights on, so I appreciate your support on all this. Also, if you learn anything on this podcast, I'd greatly appreciate it if you go to either Apple or Spotify and leave me a five-star review, as it definitely helps this podcast grow. So what these authors did in the study, which again is free for you to download and I recommend you do not trust me, is that they wanted to see what was the association between the timing of the tracheostomy and how the patients did. So they developed they, they did a systematic review and meta-analysis. So they looked at 14 studies and almost 2,400 patients who had COVID-19 and had received the trach. Of those patients, early tracheostomy, they found that early tracheostomy was 14 days or less and late tracheostomy was any time thereafter. Now, when they went ahead and did all their statistical jumping jacks, they found that when patients had early tracheostomies performed, that means 14 days or less, it was associated with significant reductions in duration of invasive mechanical ventilation. In other words, they were able to be placed on trach collar and such sooner, as well as a decrease in the duration of the ICU stay. Now, I wonder if here they had something to do with uh, LTAX or something like that, that they were able to ship out their patients faster. But again, that's not, that's not detailed here. So all in all, what the meta-analysis suggested is that when they do an early tracheostomy, 14 days or less, they have shorter duration of invasive mechanical ventilation and ICU length of stay, which are two great things for our patients. The truth is we would all love to practice like this, but, but my question here is from my experience and the experience that I've seen from a lot of people who gave me feedback through my DMs on Instagram. The issue here is that not many patients are quite ready for a tracheostomy at day 14, they're still receiving significant amounts of PEEP, significant amounts, significant amounts of FiO2, which are not amendable to having this, the procedure safely performed. So again, I just thought that, that was very interesting how they, how they did this study and how they're able to collect these data. But what is the real world, uh, I don't know if the word is correct, how applicable, there we go, is this in the real world in our respective institutions? shorten the duration of mechanical ventilation. Greatly appreciate your support on all this. Um, I'll continue to churn out more podcasts as cool data like these show up. And I hope you all have a fantastic day. Thanks a lot. Bye.